You're listening to a podcast series from Vietcetera Production. Vietnam is forecasted to be one of the fastest growing economies in Southeast Asia and the world. To understand the dynamics behind Vietnam's miracle growth, Vietcetera meets with business leaders every week to discuss the country's future growth prospects. We also learn about how they build and manage teams and why they think innovation will be key to Vietnam's role in the world order. What's up, guys? It's your host, Hao here. In today's episode of Vietnam Innovators, we are joined by the Canadian Consul General in Ho Chi Minh City, Bez Bepakani. Bez practiced law before joining the Department of Foreign Affairs and International Trade in 1999. He's had assignments in South Korea, Malaysia, Mexico, and Monterey, Mexico. More recently, Bez was the director for Northeast Asia and Oceania and chair of the department's Visible Minorities Network. Vietnam has been Canada's top trading partner in ASEAN since 2015, and we continue to see stronger economic ties each year. Since the implementation of the comprehensive and progressive Trans-Pacific Partnership trade deal in 2019, bilateral merchandise trade between Canada and Vietnam reached a new record of more than $6 billion US dollars the same year. From January to October 2020, the value of bilateral merchandise trade reached $6 billion, an increase of 10% from the same period in 2019, in spite of the global pandemic. The trade agreement has indeed opened new horizons for economic ties between the two countries. It's an honor to have him today, Mr. Bez, as he shares more opportunities for the two countries to expand and deepen their relationship. But before we begin, we'd also like to extend a big thanks to our sponsors, health tech startup GeoHealth. GeoHealth is known for their innovative products and services to improve the healthcare system in Vietnam. Drop by a visit to one of their new smart clinics at M Plaza in Ho Chi Minh City for the latest, or download their mobile apps on the App Store or Google Play for more. What's up, guys? It's your host, the CEO of Vietcetera, Hao Tran. I'm here from the radio room, as always, in Ho Chi Minh City and at the Vietcetera office. Today, we have a very busy and special guest. His name is Bez Bobohani. He's the Consul General of Canada, Canada being one of the more uh, bigger countries playing an outsized role, uh, bigger uh, geographically, but also uh, playing a huge role in the the whole Vietnam global relationship as this country evolves and becomes even more innovative than it is. Uh, Canada playing a huge role in that. So thank you, Bez. Uh, Bez is your nickname. Um, Bez, uh, he, he's, he's here on the show today. So thank you for your time, Bez. Um, maybe you can share more about yourself and why Vietnam and why now and 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 what gets you excited every morning for uh, in your role as Consul General? Perfect. Well, thank you, and thank you for your time. I know you're very busy as well, too. Actually, you're probably busier than I am. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, so I've been here a few months. I've been here since November. Uh, coming to Vietnam during pandemic can be a, a, a different yes. experience. Uh, going through airports that uh, we went to Hong Kong uh, to come here and it was deserted. Nobody there when we were there, and it was very surprised, you know, uh, comparing that to before. And uh, it was it was difficult to come here. We were, you know, we had to go through the airport multiple times, and for different reasons, we couldn't board. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finally did. Your whole family, the whole family, yeah. you know, we packed with fourteen suitcases kids and all that. Too. Just, well, they're not so little anymore. <laughs> uh, but you know, going to the airport, you know, you don't know if you're actually boarding or not. And then uh, we couldn't the first time, so we had to go back and make other arrangements. And then, uh, so it's a challenge uh, to to get here. Uh, and once you get here in quarantine, of course, for, for uh, about 16 days, and then you're finally out. You know, you're finally here, you are in Vietnam, and um, what an experience. We really, 
uh, I think it was really worth it. it. You know, we would do it again in a second. If we enjoy every day, I get up every day and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm really happy and lucky to be here. Yeah. And I mean, aside from obviously Vietnam having fewer restrictions than most places, I'm sure a little bit more than Canada, um, you know, Vietnam's kind of a special place. I mean, you were mentioning uh, just before this podcast that you had been to Vietnam a couple of times before. Um, maybe you can share like the before and after what, you know, aside from the whole COVID experience, like um, what's so different about this country that gets you so excited uh, about your, your time here as consul general? So I, I, I'm a foreign service officer. I'm a career diplomat. I've been in this business for, for about uh, 22 years now. Uh, and I've been posted to the region before. I was in Malaysia, Korea, and, and so on. Uh, and I had the opportunity to visit Vietnam a few times. Uh, I forget all the years now, but it was multiple years between, I guess, 2000 and 2020. Uh, been both to Ho Chi Minh City and also to Hanoi. And I actually say that, you know, it was a different country. Like, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I can't describe it as, you know, having been to Vietnam because it's so different now. You know, when I uh, was here, uh, you didn't see you know, any of those high rises. Uh, the people, you know, dressed very differently. There was still a lot of uh, uh, bicycles on the street, you know, uh, Food was different. People were different. Uh, Sick clothes, I think. Right? Yeah, uh, that's it. I, yeah, I yeah. kind of missed that. Mm. Uh, but but that was kind of a small part of that, you know. But everything has changed you know, from my perspective, which is limited. You know, it's 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 completely a different country, and in a very positive way as well too. Yeah. And in a way, that's that's what kind of gets me excited. I often tell my kids, imagine, you know, what what Vietnam would be like in ten years, or fifteen years, or twenty years. Uh, it's it's you know very exciting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let's, you know, let's paint that picture. You, you mentioned uh, a career diplomat. You've been posted all around the world and Vietnam is your latest and you're here for a number of years now. Um, maybe you can share more about your, your mission here as consul general and you have the whole team and those in Hanoi with you. Um, what is that mission exactly for Canada in, in the Vietnam context? Like what are some milestones and, and initiatives we, you can share about uh, to our listeners today? Well, thanks. So, so uh, Canada Vietnam, we're very close. We have a, a, number, a large number of Vietnamese uh, Canadians who reside in Canada, about 300,000. Wow. That's, that's, that's and, and they're very successful as well, too. They're very active. We have many prominent Vietnamese Canadians who are, you know, whether it's arts and sciences or or business or, or even politics. That's uh, like 5% of the population, <laughs> isn't it? Something like that. I haven't done the map. You're yeah, probably yeah. better at map than I am. But but yeah, something like that, it's, uh, it's, it's very significant. And also, a, quite a few of them have been coming back to Vietnam now. I saw, uh, for example, uh, just recently uh, that, that about 2,000 uh, of, of Can- Vietnamese Canadians had come back to Vietnam. And they're very successful here as well, too. They have brought back their knowledge, experience, know-how. And we see them in business, we see them again in everywhere. Uh, so that's, I think, for me, uh, the most important aspect of the bilateral relationship is actually those kind of people-to-people ties. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you talk to Canadians, you know, very often they know somebody, you know, who's of Vietnamese origin or who has been to Vietnam or has, you know, close personal ties. And here as well, too, when I talk to, to business people here and talk to kind of students and so on, a lot of times it's very personal. It's those kind of close relationships that kind of, kind of like a family will bring us together. Mm-hmm. And students as well, too. We have, you know, the, uh, Vietnam is now our fifth uh, largest uh, source of uh, students. About 25,000 Vietnamese study in Canada every year. Yeah, that's more than the UK, more than almost as, the same as US and probably around the same as Australia. About the same as Australia and, and I think the US. US, US. Is one. That's it. It's a little bit different, but for it. 
country of, of, of about 37 million. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's very significant. So if yeah. you go to university- okay, Maybe not 5%, <laughs> okay. Maybe it's one or two. But yeah, that's a lot. I mean, uh, mm. as a percentage of the population, but also, you know, the US having two, two and a half million, but Canada is probably one of the top five at least. And, and yeah, you mentioned a lot of the stories of Vietnamese Canadians who come here and, and, you know, work here, you know, set up businesses and, and continue to build that relationship. I know a few myself, actually, one of them started, uh, the now very successful F and B group called Luzine. You've probably okay. been, you heard of it. I've that was heard started of it. by the uh, Montreal family, yes. uh, Vietnamese Montreal yes. here living in Vietnam now and probably countless others, mm. but also Vietnamese, uh, Canadian companies, I'm sure, um, the likes of Manulife. Uh, Sun Life, that's on the insurance side, and and many more to come, I'm sure. Um, maybe you can illustrate that relationship a bit more too. You know, we're we're talking a little bit high level right now with things like cultural ties, people to people ties. Um, what are some like maybe facts and figures to get into the nitty gritty that you can share about that Vietnam Canada relationship? Um, what are some numbers that can get our audience and listeners so, excited for the future? Yeah. Well, what, what gets me excited, and you know, one of the reasons that when uh, uh, I, uh, I was offered the option of coming to Vietnam, I, I thought it was a fantastic opportunity, uh, is because we have such a close uh, trade and economic relationship as well, too. Uh, I talk about people-to-people -people ties, and you mentioned Luzine, and there are so many others as well, too, that uh, you know your audience may be familiar with. Uh, in almost every aspect of business and and and. and Academics and culture and so on. I won't. I won't go through that because I think that's that's you my can't pick favorites. So. <laughs> no, that's it. and that would take a long time to you know, yeah. like two thousand, and every one of them I of think course. is a success yeah. story. Um, but uh, on going back to uh, uh, you know facts and figures, uh, Vietnam is actually our largest trading partner in all of ASEAN. So, oh. so for Canada, you know, Vietnam is number one. Okay, uh, our trade has been growing uh, significantly uh, even last year, but. Because of COVID, you know, there were some challenges in some of the other relationships, uh, but not with Vietnam. Actually, Vietnam export continues to grow. Uh, right now, it's about eight something, 8.2 uh, billion dollars. Uh, uh, and vast majority from uh, exports from Vietnam and about 800 million, sorry, 800, yeah, 800 million uh, from Canada. So altogether about 9 billion. And and uh, eleven times more, I think, is, is you know the the exports from Vietnam are eleven times more than the Canadian. It imports. can't just be oysters from British Columbia. What, what what's driving that? What are the biggest contributors to eight point billion, whatever? Nine nine billion. Nine, okay, eight point two from Vietnam and, oh, right. and and about eight from from Canada. So so seafood is actually a big part of that. It's actually one of the biggest drivers uh, from uh, seafood uh, from from both coasts, Nova Scotia, and then and, and it's been fast growing. Agricultural products are actually account for for most of our Canadian uh, exports. Uh, the imports from Vietnam are very different. They're more diversified, and a lot of that you, know, you look at, at some of the manufacturing that are based in Vietnam, and they export to North America. They export to Canada. I think that's part of the reason why the export from Vietnam was so high as well, too. Uh, but you mentioned uh, uh, you know, some of the Canadian, that's kind of on the, on the commercial, like trade and investment, a lot of, uh, uh, and, and a lot of it also due to CPTPP, uh, you know, the free trade agreement that essentially we have uh, together. Uh, Canada is the second largest economy within CPTPP after Japan. So that, that has really helped us uh, bring uh, our trade and, and investment uh, closer. Uh, we see a lot of potential, a lot of growth. Like I said, the numbers are really uh, uh, going in the right direction. Uh, um, we also have a number of Canadian companies that are very active here. We have about uh, 2019, it was about 200 uh, 
200 million Canadian direct, 222 million Canadian direct investment in, in Vietnam. Uh, you mentioned Manulife, uh, Sunlife. Uh, you know, there are many other Canadian companies who are actually taking advantage of CPTPP and other uh, opportunities that are here. They're very active here. And again, you mentioned innovation. This is part of, I guess, your series. And that's what we see. We see a lot of you know, Canadian know-how and technology uh, being, being put to good use here in Vietnam. Excellent. And, um, you know, other facts and figures, I want to hone in on the education part because that's really uh, people to people, um, people going both sides, I'm sure. But, um, you know, mostly young Vietnamese who are looking for education options outside of the, the, the U.S., you know, uh, and whatnot. Uh, where are they going in Canada and what are they studying? What are some of those kind of high level figures you could share? Many of them go to big cities. I guess it's, it, it's not a surprise. You know, many go to Vancouver and Toronto and, and Quebec. Uh, there are those kind of uh, close cultural relationships already. So when you go to, you know, to, to uh, any of those cities and other cities as well, too, uh, you would see already established, you know, well-established uh, Vietnamese Canadian communities. So that makes it a little bit easier. And those are also some of the top universities in the world. Uh, you know that, you know, uh, those Canadian universities, UBC, McGill, UFT, they're all kind of uh, one of some of the top. Can't forget Waterloo. Waterloo. <laughs> that one, <laughs> I remember when I was studying uh, in Sil- living in Silicon Valley, yeah. uh, this Waterloo was just like pumping out the best engineers and sending them everywhere. I'm sure Vietnam is contributing yes. uh, a decent number. You're to right. That, it right. really right. depends on the field of the study. If they kind of they lack technology, they want to be kind of avant-garde in mm-hmm. advancing that. Waterloo is one of the best universities there. They have a really good program, co-op. Blackberry, uh, you know, when it was very popular, now they switched uh, their, their focus, mm-hmm. uh, but that, they had a very close relationship with the Waterloo University. A lot of new technology that we are using every day actually came from Waterloo. And I'm, I'm very happy that you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, um, that's just one company, many others, and a lot of them are investing in Vietnam. Um, you know, and, and aside from me asking the questions, actually, a lot of our, our listeners are very interested. Um, not sure if you noticed, but we did share and we do make a habit of this of letting our listeners know who are our next guests. And I mentioned that Bez, uh, new Canadian consul general is coming. What do you guys want to know about Canada, Vietnam? We got dozens and dozens of questions online. So we're, we want to share some of the, those with you today. We kind of filtered it for you already. So nothing too much out of left field or anything like that. I'm happy to get any kind of question. Excellent. Yeah, we uh, quite a number of the, our younger readers, especially, they're interested in learning more about this. and But also from the business side, people want to know about uh, trade agreements and, and whatnot. Uh, Zoe, our producer, is going to play the first of two. Uh, we had lots, but we can only have two today, so we're going to play uh, the first one here now. Hi, I have a question for Mr. Bess. Canadian companies have emerged as innovators in recent years, especially in areas like technology and healthcare. What are some Canadian companies that we can highlight today? Thanks. Yeah, so, I mean, you mentioned a couple already, but maybe in Vietnam context, maybe a couple of projects that they're running that are really interesting. One area where we're also focusing uh, our international assistance where we work together is also innovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, we have a initiative uh, with the uh, province of Sok Trang, uh, about $10 million. And, that, and part of that uh, project actually funds uh, innovators, uh, uh, startups, innovation in very kind of specific areas. And, and it's kind of funded by uh, the kind of private sector and Canadian government and Sok Trang kind of, you know, uh, 
uh, everybody kind of you know working together. Mm-hmm. And one one I was looking at that the other day, I was very impressed because if we're looking at, for example, uh, agriculture, uh, I don't know how you know when you think about innovation, something you think about you know it's not just tech. It's that's it. Innovation it's, within it, industry. Innovation well. too. Yeah. That they're looking at kind of having new kinds of uh, grains of rice mm-hmm. that are more kind of climate resilient, and and that's an initiative that you know Canada is contributing to through this. A uh, specific uh, initiative uh, with Sokrang and through international assistance, and something that I was I was looking at, going, wow, you know, I, when I think about innovation, especially in the context of Canadian companies, I think about artificial intelligence. That's an area where Canada is very very strong. Uh, I think about you know uh, you know clean technology, of course, uh, wind, uh, you know, solar energy. I think about ICT. I think about all these areas, but you know that was something that I wasn't even. Uh, you know, I mean, that has of. massive uh, potential for or for scale, exactly. not just impacting. You know, niche businesses yeah. or people that just use the internet. I mean, Vietnam, thirty percent of the population doesn't have the internet. Um, but in the Vietnam context, rice—it's something as a staple as rice. Um, if we can figure out how to deploy agricultural practices at scale, and make sure the 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 what do you call it—the ground or fertilizer—is is not being used so often, but is used more efficiently. Um, that can that can feed. That's it. It's a small pro- project. Yeah. You know, we talk about you know as often is the case uh, with the startups. You know, uh, small projects. Not we're not talking about billions of dollars, but that's often how it's kind of they start with a bit of support from governments. You know, uh, pushing them in the right direction. You never know where where you uh, where you end up. So innovation. Um, it sounds like agriculture sustainability. These related That's kind it. of things. Uh, if I can quickly mention another example Please, that yeah. comes to my mind uh, in response to that question, uh, we have Ryerson University. We've been talking about education. There are so many Canadian education. We can name them all. But Ryerson is also another one that's very active in the technology. They invest in startups, so they kind of look at you know where kind of are uh, the potential for 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 that because it's for profit, and they've identified three countries: Canada, of course, and India, and and Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So they actually uh, had chosen Vietnam, and they're very active in Vietnam. Um, as part of, they call it the zone uh, startups. So that's, if I can kind of mention another yeah. one, so that's, that's. Uh, Please keep going. <laughs> got, uh, we want to hear all of them. So, so, so there's a lot, a lot that actually kind of goes on uh, in Vietnam. I think Canadian companies, Canadian businesses, Canadian people, when they think about Asia, I think Vietnam is often on top of the list. Uh, when we talk to our ministers, when we talk to the politicians as well, too, there's a huge focus on, on Vietnam. Uh, especially as Canada is, is diversifying uh, you know, its trade and investment strategy, we're looking at uh, you know uh, where to invest, where to partner in Asia and Vietnam is is often very much at the top of the list. That's awesome. You know, we're hearing a lot about these business to business and government and government initiatives, and you know we touched upon earlier in the show about the people to people ties. You know, I really like that phrase. It's really connecting people, and you mentioned. A couple thousand Vietnamese Canadians live here, probably even more that we don't know about. And obviously in Canada already, we have 250, 300,000 people of Vietnamese descent living in Canada. Um, why do you think Canada draws Vietnamese people? It, what is it about it that that connects? Is it what Canada stands for? Is it the opportunities? Maybe you can elaborate about that. Uh, well, I, I think that's a very good question. I think you probably know the answer already. I think your audience knows too. I think Canada has been known for it's looking for a secret answer. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no secret answer. I think it's, it's just what Canada stands for. I think Canada is a very open, multicultural, and welcoming country. Uh, I'm probably a good example of that myself. I actually went to Canada. I wasn't born in Canada. I'm an immigrant myself, uh, born in Iran, and I went to Canada to study as a student. 
thank you. And I stayed, uh, <laughs> you know, became a Canadian citizen. Here I am, and representing the, 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 the yeah government of Canada. And that's not unusual. That's that's actually very common. We look at our politicians, and we have uh, so many who were not born in Canada. Actually, one in four Canadians are not born in Canada. They were born outside. So I think it's that welcoming environment that enables people to come and feel at home right away. You know, you go to Canada, you study, especially now that it has become a lot more, um, uh, I guess, uh, open for students to be able to stay in Canada, you know, as, as, and work and study at the same time, you know, pay for your bills and study at the same time. Um, you know, when I went to university, that was that was much harder and that's a lot easier. Um, so I think that's it. You know, you arrive and the next day you, you feel at home and you know, you have a lot of potential. You have a lot of options open to you. Yeah. And, and you know, education is the one way to do that. And you talked about 25,000 a year. That's pretty enormous given the context of Canada's population size. Um, what are what are the goals of the mission in terms of promoting things like education? Are, do you expect those numbers to increase? And, yes. and why or why not? The, the numbers have been going uh, through the roof. <laughs> it, it's, you know, we, we, we understand why, as we talked about that a little bit before. You know, it's a combination of Canada being one of the top education destinations in the world, some of the best universities, and also giving you the opportunity to, again, you know, uh, arrive and be right at home. And also uh, all the opportunities that it provides you with staying later on, uh, working in your field, you know, working to pay the bills and, and so on. Uh, so you have a lot of options to choose from. Uh, in fact, uh, our, we have seen so much growth that the consulate has also grown enormously in the past uh, few years. Uh, we have doubled uh, in size uh, in a couple of years. Uh, we're about, uh, I have to get this right, about 60. Uh, and yeah, so we went from 30, it's a consulate for, 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 for Canada. And now we doubled to 60 and we're still going. We actually kind of one of my, my biggest headaches is finding a space for all the new uh, new growth as we keep kind of knocking down the walls and keep growing. Oh, really? uh, it's, it's, you it's, guys are the metropolitan. We are the metropolitan. Are you staying been there, there for the future? We've been there for a long time. Actually, the consulate has been here for 25 years now. Last year was 25 year of a 25th anniversary, and and we we you know doubling in size in two years. I think that tells you how important this relationship is. We also, in, at the uh, embassy in Hanoi, we're also growing significantly too. Uh, we have a new defense attache office for the first time ever. Uh, we having, uh, we're looking forward, we're already planning for our 50th anniversary of diplomatic relations in 2023. And just thinking about it gets me excited because we have a long list of, uh, you know, what uh, we're hoping to be able to do. Well, in we better have the ambassador on the show in 2023. <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know, it's great to hear about the growth mm -hmm. and, I mean, it's just a joke, but it's almost funny. It's like, so we're all the, all the Canadians in Vietnam now. Where all the Can do any Canadians live in in Canada anymore? Um, it's always exciting to hear about the the growth and and the initiatives that are happening um, with that Canada Vietnam relationship. Twenty five years consul consulate here. Um, any events or programs that maybe the Vietnamese can get excited about with uh, Canada? Potentially this year. So, so sorry, that was last year. So this oh, is last year. Yeah, okay. last year was twenty fifth. Oh, we so missed we, all the events we, then. We, I, I wasn't here, so I can't talk about the past events. We had a number of events, and we're looking at 
you know, what we uh, want to focus on in, in 2021, uh, environment, uh, plastic pollution, that's always one of the big priorities of the mission. Uh, in addition to everything else that we do, you know, uh, supporting trade and investment. And so when, when you talk about your audience, I hope uh, we, when the time comes and, and uh, in a couple of months we kind of announce uh, our, our initiatives uh, in, in uh, supporting the environment and then and, and fighting plastic pollution and so on, that, we, that your audience will be able to, to join those initiatives and support, uh, support them. Exciting. Yeah, I, I do know for a fact um, a lot of our clients, our network, our readers are really interested in that space. And I'm sure Canadian companies are involved with us at some level on that, too. So, um, Bez, that wraps up today's show. Thank you for joining us here at the radio room in Ho Chi Minh City at the Vietcetera office. Um, any last words you might want to share with our young and old readers and listeners that are curious about what Canada has to offer for Vietnam and vice versa? Uh, well, I think, think about Canada. Uh, you know, I'm a good example. I went there myself and I, and I think uh, of, uh, of all the places that I could have gone, I'm so happy that I chose Canada as a destination to go study and then stay and kind of, you know, uh, and all the opportunities it has given me. We talked a little bit about all the Canadian Vietnamese who have come back and how successful they are and how they, uh, they, they bring so much back to the society as well, too. I think that's an indication of, you know, what Canada does. I think, like we thought we were talking about, it extends to all the spheres, but it's business, education, uh, working together towards uh, you know, uh, environment and climate change, really, uh, I think there's a lot of potential there for, for, for anything that you're interested in to, to think about Canada, to include Canada as part of that. And we have a website, we have, uh, you know, we're on Facebook, we're very active in social media. So if you Google us, I'm sure you will find something. This there. podcast will be the most popular channel. <laughs> well, let's for hope so. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But, but uh, if you have any questions, any comments, uh, please uh, do. Uh, uh, look us up, send, send us an email, uh, and we'd be happy to uh, get in touch. Look out in the comments section. I'll, I'll do that. Thank <laughs> you. Well, excellent. Uh, Bez, thank you for joining today's show. Really appreciate your time again, and, and we look forward to more collaborations in the future. And listeners and readers, look out for more from Canada very soon. Uh, thank you again. Thank you, Al. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Vietcetra's Vietnam Innovator Series is only one of many podcasts hosted by the team. We also have Have a Sip, hosted by our VP of Content, Thuy Minh, as well as the Vietnamese edition of Vietnam Innovators, hosted by Vietcetra's Chief Operating Officer, Ruby Nguyen. Look out for more podcast production soon from the Vietcetra team. You can also check out the video version of this podcast on our other platforms, such as YouTube and Facebook. New episodes are out every week. So don't forget to subscribe to Vietcetra's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube channel for more interesting content. Thanks for listening to another episode of Vietnam Innovators, brought to you by our partners, health tech startup GeoHealth. They're best known for their doctor-at-home services, but offer much more than that. If you haven't already, check out their mobile apps on the App Store and Google Play for more or drop by for a visit to their new smart clinic at M Plaza in Ho Chi Minh City.